Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. We'll say hi to you this morning from the farm show here on Wax 104.5. Bob and Jill with you as we got chores to do here at the shank of the day. Nice cool morning out there, but boy, this beautiful weather will continue today. Upper 70, about 77 today. Now, there is a little bit of fog out there. Did you see any coming in this morning? Yes, there was fog on the top of the hills today. Oh, there was? Yes. Oh, usually it's down in the cool coolies and valleys, but on the top of the hill. So be aware, that'll that'll burn off later on as we get to another partly cloudy, partly sunny day, high of 77, 83 tomorrow, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It looks like a little rain. We'll tell you more about that as we go along, but some shocking news when at least I got up this morning. I don't know when you heard about it, Jill, but our sheriff here in Eau Claire County, Ron Kramer, died unexpectedly sometime yesterday, I understand. Is that correct, what you heard? That's what I found out. Yeah, he was only, what, 67 years old. 67, according yeah. to the Leader Telegram. And he was retiring this year, was not running for re-election, looking for retirement. And what a shame. What a what a good guy. I always remember the smile Ron Kramer always had on his face and how much fun he always had at the Memorial Day Parade because it seems like he was always in some kind of vehicle that uh, he parlayed from some kind of government inventory, whether it was a drug car or a Segway, one of them Segway scooters that, uh, I said, where'd you get that? Because he always see me on the side and wave and smile, and he'd point at what he was riding on or riding in as another one of his coups to get something for the sheriff's department, and uh, he did a good job. He got those uh, attack vehicles, you know, where you get in a shootout, and you got to have a vehicle that's bulletproof that's protection for the uh, sheriff's de- deputies, and but uh, just a really good guy, and man, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that, and we are condolences to uh to his family because uh, ron kramer was really a good guy and really a good sheriff and uh, we will miss him in a lot of ways not just at the uh sheriff's office but also just uh 
chance for Ron to enjoy some years that he's not going to get, unfortunately. But uh, we'll talk about other things in agriculture, too, and uh, hopefully that uh, that won't get us down too much, but a big loss for the community and for law enforcement in general, losing Sheriff Ron Kramer. All right, we've got uh, 51 and some fog out there. We've also got uh, more numbers to pass along. We know about Wisconsin's crop and the women in conservation getting together today, right? Yep, they're going to get together down in Stockholm from 1 to 5, the Twin Bluff Farms, to do um, learning circles about conservation. All right, so if you're down in that Stockholm area, Women in Conservation is today down there, and there are more of those coming up this fall around the area. And as they get closer, we'll pass those along as well. We'll also tell you more about our weather. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A little fog out there this morning, but that'll burn off because we're going to have another one of those nice days, about 77, 78, partly cloudy, partly sunny, however you want to look at it. If you're a half-full glass person or a half-empty glass person, I guess. Then down to about 53 overnight, 83 tomorrow, partly cloudy. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, chances of rain in the forecast, but upper 70s to lower 80s for temperatures. Then on uh, Monday and Tuesday, back well into the 80s, mid-80s, partly cloudy, partly sunny once again. 51 right now in the Chippewa Valley. And again, a little fog out there, so be careful. 51 degrees, 77, partly cloudy, partly sunny today. 5 o'clock, one minute after exactly. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Some news coming up. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is celebrating the Sweeping Inflation Reduction Act, which he signed last month. The single most important legislation passed in the Congress to combat inflation and one of the most significant laws in our nation's history, in my view. During an event yesterday on the South Lawn, Biden said the measure delivers for families. He added the American people won and special interests lost. Biden said the measure will lower prescription drug and health care costs along with the federal deficit. Results are coming in after primary elections in Delaware, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. In the New Hampshire U.S. House race, former Trump White House aide Carolyn Levitt is projected to beat out fellow Trump administration official Matt Mowers to face Democrat Chris Pappas in November. In Rhode Island, Democrat Seth Magaziner is set to take on Republican Alan Fung. And in the race for governor of New Hampshire, Democratic nominee Dr. Tom Sherman hopes to challenge GOP incumbent Chris Sununu, who is seeking a fourth term. A Georgia Senate debate between two hotly contested candidates is on deck next month. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican hopeful Herschel Walker are set to face off in the televised event in Savannah on October the 14th. Warnock tweeted the announcement on Tuesday. The two make up one of the marquee races of the 2022 midterms. A class action lawsuit has been filed against the San Francisco 49ers after a massive data breach. Brian Shook explains. The San Francisco Chronicle says the ransomware attack happened last February and exposed the personal information of nearly 21,000 individuals, ticket holders, vendors, and employees. The class action suit filed last week alleges invasion of privacy and negligence. I'm Brian Shook. And the 2022 Emmys are seeing record low ratings numbers. Nielsen numbers show the award show dropped 25% from last year in total viewers, hitting a new record low. Monday's show drew 5.9 million total viewers, down from 7.9 last year. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets news. 
some uh, new interesting things going on in the uh, technology area as far as dehorning. We'll talk about that as well. But first of all, if you're going uh, going to the other farm for chores or getting ready to go home from third shift, whatever the case may be, a little fog out there this morning. You might have to deal with that. It's not a thick fog, but uh, there are spots where it's going to be a little thicker, so be careful. But today will be beautiful, 77 and partly cloudy, 53 overnight, 83 tomorrow under partly cloudy conditions. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there's chances of rain, but it'll be a warm rain, upper 70s to lower 80s. Then Monday and Tuesday back into the mid-80s, partly cloudy, partly sunny, however you want to look at it. 52 right now in Rice Lake and Medford, Wausau at 59, Marshfield at 56. Madison Sun Prairie at 53, Green Bay 57, 64 in Milwaukee, and it's a very pleasant 51 degrees right now in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get a look at the numbers, the market numbers, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Joe, where are we at livestock-wise? Choice-fed beef steers are 135 to 156 with mixed at 111 to 134. Choice-fed beef heifers are 135 to 154 with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 125 to 138 with selects. And select silage-fed steers, 110 to 124. Cows are 72 to 98. Bulls are 75 to 113. Butcher hogs are 75 to 110, with sows at 62 to 66. Boars are 18 to 26. Shorn market lambs are 95 to 110. Unshorn market lambs are 90 to 104. Feeder lambs are 100 to 200. 100 to 200. A dollar to two. Ewes are 55 to 100. Small goats are 10 to $160. Medium goats are 75 to $302. Large goats are 100 to $480. Nanny goats are 50 to $320. All right, let's take a look at the futures market. Cattle were lower, hogs were higher yesterday at the Merck. October live cattle, 144.80, down 95. December, 150.45, down 90. February cattle. 154.72, that was down 82 in April at 158.17, down 85. Feeder cattle for October, 180.52, down 260. November, 182.35, down 245. January at 183.77, down 212. March, 186.62, down $1.72. Hogs were higher. October, 95.75, up 387. December, lean hog carcass contracts. 8570 up 292 February 8967 that was up 247 and April at 9395 up a dollar 95 Board of Trade corn and soybeans were lower yesterday and that uh, consumer price index that meant uh, a stronger dollar other markets were lower as well and uh, overnight we did see a little movement December corn 
Didn't move a whole lot, though, down a fraction. December corn this morning sitting at 692. The oats were up a nickel at 407. December wheat up six to seven cents at 867. And uh, November soybeans bounced back eight cents at 1487. Yesterday at this time, beans were 1499. So, uh, market did go down. Soybean meal for October up 340 a ton at $432.30. The markets went up. These dairy prices are you know, something I haven't seen in 45 years. Man, barrel cheese up uh, seven and a half, two oh six a pound. Blocks, $2 even. That's up four and three quarter. Butter up seven cents, $3.24 a pound. Those are setting records every day when they're going up. September class three up four at 1993. October down six at 2161. November down 28, 2177. December down 31 at 2176 and January down 12 at 2140. So that's the way the markets look this morning and we'll see what's going on. We're going to talk to Brad Matson next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. There's activity in the fields. It's more than just haying now. Brad Matson is with us and Brad is our lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative in central and western Wisconsin. And uh, Brad, the, the choppers are out there. They're starting with corn silage, aren't they? Yeah, we've got a, a few of them in the western side of the state here getting going. We've got some drought corn they've taken off even last week and in that 66 to 68, some of it's around 70% moisture. A few people I've stuck their nose in and it's 72 and we've still got some that are around 80. And, uh, so I expect there'll be a, a lot of activity with the choppers rolling here next week. And we have our, uh, burn down days, silage burn down days on September 20th at Tuesday from 10 to 1 at the Hickston Country Store. And you can, if you're, we encourage you to harvest, uh, four to six stalks of corn, bring them in and we will, uh, chop them up for you. And the Dairyland Labs will be here to, uh, process them and give you an idea where the moisture's at to help you uh, improve that forage quality and get it put up with the right moisture. Now, you're also going to have one in Auburndale. Yep, and then the following Tuesday, on the 27th, we're having it at the same time at, from 10 until 1 at the uh, Auburndale fertilizer plant. Again, we'll have the same same setup. Uh, Darylin Labs will be there to run the, run the tests, and uh, I think we're going to be pretty close on moistures. I think it'll be just a perfect time to uh, look at those and getting the choppers rolling, I think. Give us an idea, Brad, about the moisture, what these numbers are telling us, and depending on the structure we're working with to put that silage up. Yeah, we're going to want, you know, in the mid-60s, right around there, you know, and everybody's got their kind of own point, but you want a little drier for the upright silos and a little wetter, closer to that 68 for bags and 70 for bags, and you're right around that 70%, 71% 70%, 71% in bunkers is where a lot of people like that at. The thing is, is it changes so quickly. So we did a sample last week, and it was 73 or 74%. And with those hot days that we had, two days of hot weather, that's, that moisture dropped 2%. So, you know, when you've got to watch the temperatures this time of year, the conditions change extremely, extremely fast. Slowed up again here during these cold temperatures, and we got a little rain, and uh, you know, so it, it didn't dry down near as fast. So, you know, and that's really the trick is getting the proper moisture so it's not too dry, not too wet, uh, for the structure that you're dealing with, and uh, putting it up on a timely basis. And like I say, you got to—it's kind of a moving target, so you got to uh, really watch it and 
pull that pin when you're ready to start the chopper rolling down the fields. Brad, again, Provision Partners Cooperatives at Hickson and Albertdale are going to have some burn-down days. Give us, again, the dates of both, the times, and what the producer should be bringing in to have chopped up and, and measured. So you want four to six stocks from different points in the field, not just all in one spot, to kind of get a better representation of what the actual field looks like and you want them cut off at about six inches eight inches from the from the ground label them if you've got multiple fields and the days again are tuesday september 20th from 10 to 1 at the hickston country store in hickston wisconsin and tuesday september 27th from 10 until 1 at the auburndale fertilizer plant in auburndale wisconsin all right brad thank you so mark those on your calendar and uh, make sure you uh, get it done because uh, very important this time of the year. You don't want to miss that window of opportunity as far as getting that silage put up correctly. All right, we got some farm news to take a look at. How big is Wisconsin's crop going to be? We're going to look at some farm news on WAX. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Weak machines make strong headaches. The solution, the Vermeer 605N baler. This baler is big on durability and toughness with heavy-duty components, plus smart features like the available automatic pickup clutch and auto-loop greasing system helping extend the life of the machine. For toughness, meeting performance, you want the Vermeer 605N baler for tighter, denser, more uniform bales from start to finish. See the Vermeer 605N baler at Chili Implement in Chile, just west of Marshfield on 8th, then south on Y. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 51 degrees, and uh, again... We had a crop report earlier, but let's bring it a little closer to home. What's it look like for Wisconsin, Jill? So this week's USDA crop production report lowered the size of both the corn and soybean crops across the country, including here in Wisconsin. But our reduction was only 1% for both corn and soybeans. This year's corn crop across the state is now pegged at 540 million bushels on yields of 183 bushels an acre. Last year, the corn crop was 547 million bushels when on yields of 180 bushels an acre. The difference comes from about 10,000 fewer acres harvested this year. Soybeans are expected to yield 53 bushels an acre this fall for a total harvest of 113 million bushels. Last year, the bean crop was just under 114 million bushels on yields of 55 bushels an acre. And the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection has certified the election results for the 2022 Wisconsin Cranberry Board. The members elected who began their three-year terms on September 1st are Rochelle Hoffman from Toma, Amber Bristow from Warrens, and Michael Genevico from Warrens. Seven producers from across the state make up the Wisconsin Cranberry Board. One of the board's jobs is to support Wisconsin cranberry growers by using their assessment fees for research, education, and promotion of Wisconsin-grown cranberries. Ah, uh, Joe wins the bet. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, the, the way the uh, Michael Genevico from Warren, believe me, his name isn't spelled like it sounds. <laughs> we were debating how to do that. I said, well, make the call and find out. So she called, and uh, so Michael Genevico is how it is pronounced. So congratulations to those three <laughs> cranberry growers as uh, we get into the the beautiful season when the uh, harvest of the cranberries is uh, upon us 
blue skies, trees tur- turning colors, the big beautiful red berries and on the uh, cranberry bogs. Beautiful time of the year here in Wisconsin. All right, coming up, some new technology in calf dehorning coming from the UW River Falls. We'll hear what that's all about coming up next right here on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some chores with animals we've been doing for years. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, but have we been doing it the best way possible for man and beast? And uh, Charity, you found someone at one of our local colleges that has uh, made things better for calves. That's right, Bob. Traditionally, caustic paste or a hot iron is used to singe off the cells that cause horns to grow in calves. Um, and paste has grown in popularity in recent years, but there's not much research on how much of that product to actually use. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Sylvia Kehoe, UW River Falls professor of dairy science, has been working on an adhesive patch technology for disbudding the cells that cause horns to grow. She shares more on what the applicator is and how she developed it. It's a, So it's a device that the idea is that it would come prepackaged with the caustic paste already in it along with an adhesive of some kind and then a cover on that. And so it's supposed to be really easy and ready to use. You peel off the cover, you find the calf horn bud, and you just place it on the horn. And then the caustic paste does its work. What is your background that made you have such a passion for the health and welfare of dairy cattle? I've just been working with calves for the last probably 20 years and just you know this was one of those things that was just so apparent that there was a need for some consistency making it easier and as much as I I love helping calves and helping them thrive I almost find this applicator better for the people that are using it because it's so much easier and safer for them. So to me, it's a it's a win-win for both. And it just goes back to working for so long with dairy cattle, but being focused on calves. Can you take me through the process of what it took you to develop it and how you got started? I'm sure there was probably some trial and error along the way. Can you take me yeah. through that? Yeah, it's been a long, long process. Well, what feels like a long process? I know there's other inventions that have taken longer, but I was out at our farm with a student, and I had just gotten back from a dairy challenge, and that's where we take a team of students and we visit different farms, and the students um, compete in a competition. And so I'm the advisor for that group, and so I get to go out and I see a lot of farms in a lot of areas of the country. And I had just come back from a farm that the wounds from the paste were very large and very inconsistent. And I was with a student at our farm and we were talking about the pasting process and she had never pasted calves and and I had done it a little bit, but not very much. And so I was showing her how to do it and we both stayed and we watched the calf and we were talking about how it would be great to have something that would make this more more of a consistent process. And really we were talking about the whole idea of how much paste do we really need? How do we know how much to put on? 
The directions on the paste are very vague. It's just apply a quarter size amount. It doesn't talk about anything, you know, how, you know, how much in that quarter size amount. So we're discussing all these things while watching the calf. And we realized, both of us, how painful the process is for the calf as well. And before, you know, I had put the paste on and walked away. I never stuck around to watch the calf. (laughs) And so this inspiration came from this just standing there with the student explaining the process. And so a, a colleague of mine and I applied for a small grant from WISIS. They gave us some... Uh, some startup funding, and then I applied for a Dairy Innovation Hub bigger grant to be able to pursue this further. WISIS basically introduced me to Dr. John Obioloden, who's at UW-Platteville, and he worked in part in their innovation hub for, for WISIS. It's people that are helping other people with their inventions. And so Dr. John, is a, he has a 3D machine, and so he was the one that was going to work with me to do the prototype for this applicator. And I give a lot of credit to him as well. I told Weiss it should be a dual <laughs> award, but they said, no, no, <laughs> you know, you just, you know, tell him a thank you in your speech. And so he and I sat and we went through five, five different prototypes. And we finally just kind of came back to a much more uh, simple one because our other prototypes were more complicated and involved and there were air holes and, you know, and none of them worked really well. And so we actually kind of came back around to this, um, just a simple little flat patch. And so, you know, we've tested it. Our biggest struggle probably was finding adhesive to keep it on the calf. So there was a, a number of tests with different adhesives. So what does this mean for farmers? What is the impact that's going to have on them in their daily operations? Well, I hope that it will make their lives much easier. And so currently, one of my other colleagues at the university, Dr. Kate Krutzinger, she just started with us. Her and I are doing a trial where we're looking at the appropriate volumes of paste that you would put on the calf. And what we're finding is you need a lot less paste than we ever thought that you needed. And we're talking minimal. And and we haven't found the right level yet, but between 0.2 and 0.4 of a mil of paste, which if you look at the normal amount of paste that people are putting on, it's closer to one mil. And so the applicator that we developed has it holds 0.4 mils in it. And so what I'm hoping is that this applicator will apply a minimal amount of paste that we're seeing will do the job just fine. It'll be less painful for the calf because, you know, the more, the more caustic paste, the more painful, I would assume, although we're doing that um, we're, that's our hypothesis right now, and that's what we're looking for results for. But the applicator will, will, will have less paste, which will be less painful for the calf. It will be more consistent because the less paste, the less likely it is to 
make a huge wound and run off the calf's face or get rubbed on all sorts of body parts. Um, And then it'll be safer for the person because from personal experience, what I found is both talking to workers and my own personal experience, it can be tricky to restrain a calf and put this paste on and especially multiple calves as you do them in a, in a line and not rub it on yourself somewhere. And again, rub it on yourself in an open wound and uh, it can get your attention in a hurry. Uh, it burns. Yeah. So again, interesting uh, research on uh, that paste using for dehorning calves. Well, we're going to get the calf market and a whole lot more. It's 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Rocky's going to join us, and he's over at Premier Livestock. Brought to you by Northside Elevator. They're getting to be all over the place, but starting in Loyal. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. Let's see what Rocky's up to this morning over at Premier Livestock in with he. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. I guess uh, that's why they invented pulled bulls, right? It's sure nice if they're pulled, that's for sure. I bet it is. It's a, it's a job, dehorning. Some, someday well, the way the world's going, they'll probably mostly be pulled. Yeah, right? that's that's the way we're going, that's for sure. Well, what do we got to talk about as far as the market's over at Premier for uh, Thursday morning? Or is it today, uh, Wednesday morning? I'm getting yep, ahead of myself. Wednesday. Yep, jumping ahead. All right, uh, thanks, uh, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Uh, Fed cattle traded a little stronger this week. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 132 to 145. Beef steers and heifers, 135 to 148. Your market cows also a couple dollars higher this week. High yielding cows from 83 to 95. The bulk of the cows from 68 to 82. Market bulls high yielding, 95 to 114. Newborn Holstein bull calves, we had over 650 newborn calves on Monday. Uh, they sold mostly from 75 to 185 on the Holsteins. Beef calves, 150 all the way up to 415. Today, Wednesday, we got a big hay auction at 930. If you're looking for hay, you're looking for bedding, straw, uh, we're going to have that. That's at 930. Excellent selection every Wednesday. Uh, dairy cattle auction will start today at 11 o'clock a.m. Big dairy cattle auction. We're expecting three to 350 head of dairy cattle. Uh, we got two complete dispersals. Herd number one we got 120 Holstein and Jersey Holstein cross parlor freestyle cows. They're averaging 75 pounds of milk, 2x milking, 4-2 butterfat, 185 on the cell count. Uh, that herd will sell on test. That nice herd's coming from Sand Country Dairy out of Almond, Wisconsin. Herd number two uh, be a local herd. We got 60 Holstein cows, few crosses in there. Young herd, uh, stanchion cows outside daily freestyle adapted with a 65 pound average of 170 cell count. Uh, no TMR with that herd 30 years of ABS breeding and they're coming from Elliott Suda out of Greenwood, Wisconsin, plus many other reputation groups of top parlor freestall cows. we got one top uh, group of Jersey Holstein cross cows. Uh, they're going to be averaging over 90 pounds with a 4.6 butter fat. Here's another group of uh, two-year-old, fresh two-year-olds, going to be averaging 95 pounds of milk, and they're going to have a 4.4 butter fat. Uh, also several top groups of Holstein registered cows, some deep pedigreed cows, and breeding bulls. Full listing at Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. 
com. Uh, don't forget machinery auctions coming up here November 18th. Uh, we are now accepting consignments. You can start bringing stuff over. Uh, we also have our special feeder cattle auction next week on Tuesday, expecting 750 head of feeder cattle, two complete beef herd dispersals. We got uh, one herd with uh, Western Origin Genetics, uh, Angus, uh, Red Angus, and a bunch of good Herefords, and they're all bred Red Angus. We have another herd of Black and Red Angus cows, bred Black Angus. Uh, some of them will sell with calves at the side, but mostly bred due for spring. Questions, uh, like I said, call us anytime, 715-229-2500, and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Sounds good, Rocky. Enjoy the day. It's going to be another nice one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson, and that will be Thursday morning tomorrow. It's weather time at Wax, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. That means we want to get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandria is with us. And, uh, Michael, this nice weather just continues. It does, and uh, I'm a little worried. You called me Michael. Does that mean I'm in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Scott. Earlier this morning, Jill and I were watching you on TV, and, and you made a very astute observation. You said, uh, now, and that was a little before 5 o'clock, and you mm-hmm. said it's uh we got a little fog out there, so uh, you might want to use your headlights for a little while yet. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, and, and I, to be fair, I did say not just because it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got to chuckle out of that. Yeah, not a bad idea to still have your headlights on if you're driving out there this morning. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but my, it'll burn my, off, and it's going to be a nice one. Yeah, it's uh, not going to be a bad one at all today. And, uh, in fact, we may actually have a little bit of... Uh, haze this uh, this morning into the afternoon from some of those wildfires out west, so it may give us that milky look to the sky, but it uh, should make for a pretty nice sunrise and a sunset as well. Otherwise, mostly sunny upper 70s for our highs, and tonight some of that haze may stick around and partly cloudy upper 50s. A little bit of a southeasterly wind starting to pick up. Then going into tomorrow, we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun. Low 80s on tap, but it will be breezy. We could see winds gusting to 25, even 30 miles per hour at times. And then we start to see a few chances at some showers and even a few thunderstorms work in uh, on and off really throughout the weekend with highs mostly into the low 80s once again. And then as we head towards uh, the start of next week, we'll have a good bit of sunshine for Monday and low to mid 80s for our highs. And uh, similarly on Tuesday, getting into the low to mid 80s with a slight chance at a couple showers and uh, maybe a thunderstorm as well. But right now, Yes, of course. Use your headlights. It's a little uh, little foggy and a temperature of 52 degrees. All right. Nice morning out there. So uh, we'll take your advice. Yep. And, uh, Bob, I will be off the next couple of days because I guess i got to go get married on yes, Friday. So, I was going to uh, ask you about that. I know you've you got to go to North Dakota for that? or uh, Minnesota. Oh, just Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, congratulations, and uh, she's a lucky gal to be getting you. You're a good man. Not to make everyone say, aw, but I think I'm the lucky one on that one, Bob. Well, I know you are, but... Uh, <laughs> but but that, thank you, you flatter me. Works. All right, well, have a, have a great... Are you going on a honeymoon right away, or just uh, taking a few days? Just, uh, I'll be back on Monday, but uh, we'll be taking our honeymoon next summer. Ah, uh, good for you. Well, congratulations, and uh, and uh, well-deserved. Enjoy. You going to wear your Marine uniform? No, I'm just going to be wearing my suit, but right. uh, yeah, that, that would be nice, but yeah, yes, just wearing would. the suit. All right. Well, congratulations, Mike, uh, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Bob. I'll uh, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. All right. We'll be here. There he goes, Mike Dandria, soon to uh, to have a bride at his side. Uh, that's good stuff. Mike Dandria with our weather here on Wax, as he said, 52 degrees. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee.
Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans Beans is right for you. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got news to get to. Then we got markets. We're not done yet. Let's go to the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us. And boy... Woke up to some shocking news this morning. Sheriff Ron Kramer, unexpected news to a lot of ears this morning. And that's where we'll start. Uh, 715 Newsroom coverage and more details expected today about that sudden and uninspected death of Eau Claire County Sheriff Ron Kramer, 67 years old. Uh, Kramer served as sheriff in Eau Claire County since 1996, as you probably know, but he was with the Sheriff's Department since 75. He announced last year he was not running for re-election. He was set to retire after his replacement was elected. Those funeral arrangements are pending again waiting for more details but the sudden and unexpected passing of Eau Claire County Sheriff Ron Kramer. We look into other headlines that stretch across the state and it was a gavel drop last night. The Wisconsin Elections Commission voted Tuesday evening to change their ruling that allows clerks to fix issues on absentee ballot envelopes. Tuesday morning, Waukesha County Judge Michael Abraham denied a request to appeal his order against the Elections Commission. Sounded like this. Uh, I do find that the um the Waukesha County Democratic Party, as well as the joining parties in that motion, enjoy a presumption that is likely to succeed on appeal because of the de novo standard review that will uh, apply on appeal. However, um, I don't believe that it is a strong showing of success on appeal. Voting rights groups and the Waukesha County Democratic Party argued at the hearing earlier in the day that the injunction disenfranchises voters. Looking to other headlines, Country Sausage in Phillips has a voluntary Class 1 recall for uh, quite a few meat products sold from their store. You can find more information and a full list online, 715newsroom.com for more information there. Politically, we could get the latest snapshot of Wisconsin's governor race today. If you wonder where those numbers are, we should know about noon as the latest Marquette Law School poll is due out about that time today. It'll look at both the race between Governor Tony Evers and Republican Tim Michaels and the race for U.S. Senate. That, of course, between Republican Senator Ron Johnson and Democrat Mandela Barnes. In some other headlines, you might be headed to work today, and if you're headed to Mayo or Quick Trip, you might have a smile on your face along with coffee in the tumbler. Both of those came out as great companies to work for in Wisconsin. Those topped the list of the latest Forbes poll as both companies, Mayo and Quick Trip, got high marks from workers for pay and benefits. And one thing could make you smile more, a big plate of dessert. And if we go to Sicily, we see a team of chefs that have a pretty big plate of it. I'm sure they had to have said holy cannoli after this, right, Mark? The Guinness World Record was shattered on Sunday in Sicily when a group of chefs from all over Italy cooked up a 70-foot-long version of the dessert. Organizers say the shell was filled with more than 1,500 pounds of ricotta cheese. The previous record-setting cannoli was just 16 feet long when it was made in 2016. I'm Mark Mayfield. Of course, you don't get that cheese without getting to work first. And with that, we send it back to the barn with Bob Jill in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. You know, I was just talking to some folks last night regarding the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Some skiers uh, reportedly down in the Janesville area on the Rock River set a uh, new world record with pulling skiers. They pulled... They were going for a hundred, mm-hmm. 
but they ended up with 81 or 82 in a pyramid, five, four or five high. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's unbelievable. That's, I can't even stay up on skis on dry land, <laughs> more or less take me behind the boat in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very impressive. But they had to use two boats, I guess, to pull them up initially, then the one boat unhooked, so then the other boat was pulling them. Okay. But I can't imagine, they wanted 100, but they ended up with like 81 or 82 skiers. In, I think, four, maybe five high as far as a pyramid. Well, here locally, My even goodness. the ski sprites yeah. doing their thing during the summer. Yeah. It's like, that but is impressive that. stuff. No, that is that is very high. Yeah, uh, down in Janesville. I got to see more about that. Well, congrats. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Thank you, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning as we take a look at more farm news and more markets here on Wax. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you. And don't forget, at Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's about a quarter to six, 52 degrees right now, and uh, we do have markets coming up. But before that, Joe, a little more of our farm news. That's right. The Wisconsin Beef Council has grants available to get beef products into the classroom. Grants are available to junior and senior high, family and consumer science classrooms, and agriculture education classrooms for the 2022-2023 school year to incorporate beef products into their curriculum. The application window starts on September 19th and closes on October 1st. Depending on the class size, teachers are reimbursed between $100 and $300 per school year. Last year, the Wisconsin Beef Council handed out almost $18,000 for the program that reached over 9,000 students across the state. And yesterday, we were over at Auburndale and with Mark Knoyer and the beautiful facilities that the, they have built uh, over there and added on to their Auburndale school because of a referendum. Give us an idea of what, uh, what he's doing over there and how this Beef Council has gotten involved. Well, Mark has a meat lab over there, and he reached out and requested a half a beef that they could process and cook up and I would imagine making a jerky and probably enjoy some steaks over there. Yeah, well, for and his they meat came, processing class. Yep, and they came through with the half a beef so the students could learn, learn right. hands-on. So that is possible, and we saw it in action yesterday how this money is already going to the schools, Auburndale being one. So what else is going on here? And earlier this week, the USDA officials welcomed back in-person visitors to their headquarters in Washington. That first group to have face-to-face meetings with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and his top aides was the National Farmers Union. Their discussions included bioeconomy, on-farm conservation practices, climate-smart agriculture, and future resource needs for American agriculture. And the Wisconsin Farmers Union has a delegation out there. They were part of that uh, first big group meeting at USDA since COVID. Uh, Wisconsin representatives include uh, Paul Adams from Oliva, Rick Adamski from over at Seymour, Cameron Billen from Eau Claire, Becky and Ryan Brathel from over at Woodville, 
Hans Breitmoser from Merrill, also Julian Emerson from Eau Claire, Dave Rosine from over at Elmwood, or over at the uh, Emerald area, rather, and Darren Von Ruden from Westby, as well as other members from other parts of the state. So uh, back into the, the big auditorium. They're having meetings again following COVID. We're going to have markets, too, following this. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 11 minutes before 6 o'clock, 52 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.46. We had an extreme top of $1.49. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.42. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.31 to $1.42. We had an extreme top of $1.47. Choice Holstein steers $1.20 to $1.30. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.19 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 77 to 90. We had a top of 91. 60% of the cows sold from 59 to 76. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 58 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.10. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cull bulls sold from 85 to $1.05. We had a top of $1.12. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $140 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $260 per head. Our next special feeder sale is September 23rd. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's go to another one of those equity sale barns. This one over at Stratford, of course. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jared. And boy, we're living a charm life weatherwise around here. Yeah, good morning to you, Bob. It's a, it turns out to be a great day yesterday. Uh, chilly in the morning, but warmed up enough. One thing before we get to the markets, I was going to ask you with that... Uh, uh, promo a little bit before were you uh, riding around in the wax vehicle there do you pick up hitchhikers at all i pick up anybody and everything i picked up straight dogs before oh, well you <laughs> oh you got a multi-purpose vehicle absolutely in absolutely we uh we use it uh because uh, there's a lot of things going on out in the countryside so you'll bet we uh, we pick up uh, we've had a lot of different people riding in that truck that's for sure I don't think you've been in it yet, though, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, well, so if I you're just... ever hitchhiking, I'll pick you up. That'd be good. Okay. Right. Well, but uh, that won't on your way to the sale barn, I'll pick you up. So, uh, what <laughs> happened yesterday over there, at Stratford? We better do this, uh, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. On a summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start off first of all with the organic market. Yesterday, we sell organic market cows and or any uh, organic uh, livestock everything. Cows yesterday in the organic division were selling from a dollar to a dollar thirteen, and lower yielding organics ninety five and below. Now on the uh, conventional type cows yesterday, regular market cows uh, on the auction yesterday, high yielding, uh, uh, fleshy TMR fed Holstein cows and good quality beef cows selling from seventy seven up to ninety and a half. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction from fifty seven to seventy seven, thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below fifty five. Uh, bull trade so far this week, your better quality bulls are selling mostly from 90 to 110. 
And we will have an update on the Fed cattle tomorrow, as most of our Fed cattle are sold today on Wednesday. Update on the calf market so far this week. Good quality bull calves, 75 to 175, topping at 190. Uh, heifer calves, pretty limited demand this week, 14 below. Beef calves, very strong, uh, 175 to 375, topping at 400. And on the uh, feeder pig auction yesterday, uh, uh, 45 to 50 pound feeder pigs were bringing at $61 per head. And lighter feeder pigs, uh, those between 25 and 35 pounds, $49 per head. So an update on those feeder pigs. Our next, uh, Next negative tested feeder pig auction will be in October, Tuesday, October 11th. But as we mentioned, we are at Wednesday here in Stratford. Uh, we start this morning uh, around 10 o'clock here, full marketing day here. Market cows, fed cattle, as I mentioned, sheep, hogs, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale will be a noontime start. And uh, as for usually, we do have... Uh, a lot of items for sale, a lot of livestock for sale on a private treaty basis on our website. Check that out. It can be co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And uh, for you folks, uh, the, the uh, listing that we had for those Pinsgowers, those have been sold. So uh, if uh, you were looking for those, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, they've been sold. So we'll move on. And uh, with that, Bob, I guess we'll uh, turn it back to you, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. All right. We'll be here. Thanks, Joe. Have a good one. Yep, you also. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Stratford Sale Barn. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Cooperative there in the Ridgeland area. As we look at the Board of Trade, corn and beans were down yesterday. Consumer price index numbers came out. That gave us a stronger dollar. Outside markets were lower. Overnight, what happened? December corn down a fraction at 692. Oats up a nickel at 407. December wheat up 6 to 7 at 867. November beans up 8 at 1487. October meal up 340 a ton at $432.30. And the country elevator prices. Doomer's grain of Holman. Corn's at 646 with soybeans at 1436. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 657, with soybeans at 1417. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today is 642 a bushel. Baldwin, 632 on the corn, 1407 on the beans. At Duran, the corn is 622, the beans 1397. At Mondovi, 627 on the corn, 1407 on the soybeans. Elmwood, 632 and 1412. At Fall Creek, corn is 617, beans 1382. Osseo, 637 and 1412. Elk Mound, 652 on the corn, 1415 on the beans. At Sparta, Corn 673, beans 1429, Ellsworth 612 and 1382. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville corn 673, Stanley 641, New Richmond 639. Barrel cheese up 7.5, 206, blocks at $2 a pound of 4 and 3 quarters, butter record high up 7 at 324. September Class 3 up 4th, 1993. October down 6, 2161. November down 28, 2177. December down 31 at 2176. January down 12 at 2140. 52 degrees right now. A little fog out there this morning. That'll burn off. We're going to have another beautiful day. Partly cloudy, high about 77. Even better tomorrow as it's going to get up to about 83. So get up and get at them. It's the shank of the day, baby. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. Come